Thank you so much for listening to our Big Time Talker podcast. I appreciate you downloading us. New episodes are available every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple iTunes, iHeartMedia. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. I'm Burke Allen, broadcasting from our studios here in Washington, D.C. And the show is sponsored by SpeakerMatch.com, the world's largest online virtual speakers bureau. If you're a meeting planner or if you're a speaker, check out SpeakerMatch.com. I love a good book, and this is what I call a beach read. It's a suspense thriller called The Excursion, and it's set uh, in the Colorado Rocky Mountains. I won't give it all away. I want to talk to the author about it. He is based in Colorado as well. T.O. Payne is the award-winning author of The Excursion, and he joins us today on the Big Time Talker podcast. Hey, thanks for being here. Hi. Yeah, I'm honored. So we have we have a blizzard that traps people. We've got a young lady protagonist who's in a two-story cabin, and then bad things happen. Set the scene for us in The Excursion. Sure. Yeah, it, it starts out with uh, Charlie, a woman in her late 20s. Her mom is on hospice. She lost her, her dad just disappeared when she was uh, uh, entering middle school, grades, just graduated grade school. And uh, her mom tells her that her dad has passed away and gives her keys to this cabin. So she goes with her neurodivergent brother to stay in the cabin and they invite their cousins and they're going to relive childhood memories up, uh, like you said, in the Colorado Rocky Mountains. Um, and one of their, their favorite uh, things they did as children was to play this game. Um, that her father had taught them. So she plans on doing that. However, when they get to the cabin, they find out that someone else has been using it for years. And this strange man is there and he has he has his own games in mind. Um, and so, of course, they want to leave. But uh, Blizzard sets in, as it often does in the Rockies, and they become trapped with him. You've got a, a, a character here who is um, autistic. It's the... the the yeah. lead character's uh, a brother, and I wonder if you, what, where the inspiration for that character came from. Do you, do you know someone? Or is there someone in your life who's autistic? Yeah, absolutely. My uh, oldest child is autistic, um, and they they just turned twenty three. How did that influence the way you wrote this character? I'm sure you pulled a lot of uh, character traits away from from your kid. Um, absolutely. <laughs> there is, there's a lot of my kid in this book. Um, I, I did not have to do very much research. Um, and I'm, I'm actually, I'm one of those writers. I love imagining things way more than I like researching things. Although it did bring me closer to my child because I, I did do some research into autism and, um, actually through writing this novel, we, we got closer. You, uh, you also said it close to where you are, you know, they, the characters in the book, I understand, spent you know time as kids on the the streets of Denver, um, and you know things are a little better for them now. But but early on, it was pretty rough um, because these kids were abandoned by their parents. Now I know you know uh, this is a fiction novel, but did you do some some look into uh, street kids there in Denver, and 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 if so, what did you learn? Um, yeah, I I, I didn't do a lot of research into into street kids other than just personal observance. I I live about 16 miles away from downtown Denver, and for about 10 years, I commuted um, downtown. 
And I, I have gone to a few, um, actually one, <laughs> one shelter, um, and, and with all, you know, all ages of people and things. Um, but, uh, some of the, the, uh, the scenes in the book came from, you know, things I witnessed, um, you know, people pulling things out of the trash because they're so hungry, um, that, that sort of thing. The book is called The Excursion. It's a suspense thriller. It's an award-winning suspense thriller. The author is T.O. Mm-hmm. Payne, who is our guest on the Big Time Talker podcast. Um, from the synopsis of the book that I read, it seems as if you really made Colorado and a winter in Colorado almost a character in the book. Talk to me about that. Yeah, it is interesting. Colorado is very interesting, and in Denver especially, because it's actually a high desert. And so it it will drop to five degrees and snow suddenly two or three feet. And four days later, though, the sun will come out and melt it all off. Um, and so it, it's a character. I've lived here over 20 years. Um, and to me, the weather definitely has character when it, it plays tricks on you like that. Um, and we've had in the in the time I've lived here, we've had two blizzards that shut us down for several days. Um, and it's it's unrelenting, and you you might be able to get somewhere, but you you just don't go anywhere. When you write a, a suspense thriller like this, um, it, it's sort of your job, I guess, to to look for the worst case scenario in things, and and you know the the put these characters in tough to get out of situations. What is that that? creative writing process like for for those of us who aren't authors you know how do how do you come up with these fantastic plots yeah i um i begin at the end i am for the entire novel every novel i've written i start with some vision something it's often like right after i wake up somewhere along the way and um i will know the ending and see the ending and then i will um imagine characters and kind of put the characters in motion and all of the events lead toward how that ending happens. But I don't know, typically as I write, I don't know how the characters are going to get there um, until they do. And, and I will have, I'll have chapters where I I get the notion for the chapter. I know how it's going to go and how the chapter will end. But by the time I get to the end, it's not bad enough for the main character. (laughs) Not, you know, I I pour it on. Right, exactly. And I don't want to, but I've got to, you know, they, you know, some chapters, they need to come out of it bleeding. (laughs) And then I have to figure out some way for them to heal so they can continue on in the book. But yeah. (laughs) T.O. Payne is our guest today. He's an award-winning author of these thriller suspense novels, and you can find him online at T.O. Payne. That's Payne, uh, P-A-I-N-E.com, T.O. Payne.com. Um, you're a member of this group that that I've actually been to their their events and have spoken at the International Thriller Writers Association, and you also have this this background in in IT and computer information systems. I was fascinated when I went to their meeting in New York several years ago that they would bring in uh, experts to help folks like you make their books more realistic. You know, there would be, you know, a forensics expert or an FBI fingerprint expert or someone who does, you know, sketches of of escaped convicts. What do you learn from these other thriller writers? Um I I I learn everything that I don't already know, which is a lot. 
because um, I, I know quite a bit about computers, but I know very little about forensics. And yes, ITW uh, Association is is wonderful. And I've been to that conference in New York several times and attended, especially those uh, the criminal procedure sessions. Um, and you know, some of these ex police people, uh, their experience is invaluable. And and it's interesting because it, it ultimately will come down to maybe three sentences that I will have in my book around how a situation was handled. But if I get those wrong, it's going to, you know, kind of insult a lot of people sure. who know better than me. So, yeah. Sure. And, and what about the IT stuff, the computer information stuff? Does that weave its way into your books? Yeah, some some books more than others. Um, in this book, The Excursion, it really didn't. It was, it was more of a rural setting in the mountains. Um, my prior book was set in Seattle and... Um, and had mention of, of companies like Amazon and had a very it, it, part of the plot was inventing this ad, this miraculous ad blocker for websites that works better than any others. Um, and my next novel that's coming out March 16th is very heavily technology based. Um, it's about uh, how a, a madman uses social media to basically gaslight um, everyone in the world to do his bidding. Um, and, and there's a lot of he, he creates this whole website and this whole uh, a lot of technical stuff. Um, it's actually my first what I would call a techno thriller. So it sounds like uh, you, you may have some rip from the headline stuff in that new book. What is it called? It's called The Delusion. The Delusion. T.O. Payne is our guest today. We're talking about the excursion, um, but we can talk about all the books, the abduction, the resentment, the teaching. You have a, a through line um, that I think is is interesting and I wanted to mention to you, and that is the covers of your books are fantastic. Mm. Um, and they say, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. That's the old saw. But you really kind of can. If the book looks great on the cover, that to me says that an author put enough time, effort, and energy into making sure that someone would look at that cover and want to at least pick it up and and read what's on the back. Right. So, so talk to me about your process of cover art and how you do that. Um, absolutely. So I have uh, it, it might be considered obsessive behavior for but for about six or seven years now, um, I have a reminder that pops up on my computer once a week. And it tells me to go to the Amazon bestsellers page for psychological thrillers, where it shows the top 50 covers. And every single week, like I said, for the last six years, I go and I take a screenshot of that. Part of it is I like to see who's ranking number one and how it's changed. But I also look at all of the covers and I see what how they change with the trends and how um, they, they kind of morph and what people are expecting and how um, certain authors, the successful ones, the cover really you can look at it. And then when you read the book, it, the cover makes complete sense. Like, you know, yeah. it, it makes yeah. a promise. Right. So, yeah, so I, that's, that's a lot of my, my process. And then I work with a great company to get the, um, the covers made. I actually, yeah, yeah, that's, that's my process. The images are great. Uh, and you can see these book covers that we're talking about at topain.com. He's the award-winning thriller and suspense writer. Um, with, with you as a, a writer, when you sit down to write these books, they're, certainly in your voice. Um, but as you know, there are, you know, thousands of books are released literally every day around the world. 
So if if someone that has not read one of your thrillers, you maybe you meet them at a book signing or at a cocktail party, and they say, "Hey, you know, what are your books like, or or who would you compare them to? Who do do folks most likely compare your books to?" Um. So I, the first name that pops in my head, and I nowhere near in his league, but uh, Harlan Coben. Oh wow. Um, Great. Very similar, the, the my writing, um, very similar that uh, to his. Um, I write, it's very quick reads. Um, I have very short paragraphs, very short sentences, um, snappy, um, a lot of dialogue. What I love, one of the things I love the most is, is saying things without saying them directly and having the reader realize what's going on just by reading, um, you know, dialogue between two characters, very quick kind of dialogue. And so um, I've, I've had people tell me that, you know, they, they typically they don't like to read books necessarily over 250, 300 pages, yet they were able to get through mine faster, you know, my 400 page book faster than than one of the others. Um, and they kind of they read like a movie often. Also, they take place typically with, you know, between two weeks or, you know, up to like two months. And it is just uh, just fast paced action type stuff. You know, you make an interesting point in that it wasn't that long ago that if if folks saw a really short book, they wouldn't pick it up. You know, they wanted to to you know pick up something that had a little heft and a little meat. You look at the the Winds of War or whatever. You know, Gone with the Wind. And those were books that that uh, required a little more of a commitment than I think folks today want to make. And many publishers. Uh, you know, if you you read the industry uh, magazines about books, will say that a really long book is is the death knell for a book. So you really mm-hmm. work hard to make these short chapters and page turners. Is that a reflection of of where we are today with our attention spans? Um, yeah, I, I think so. When I when I um, it's been about eight years or so when I got very serious about writing these novels. Um, I really thought about it and I had, you know, some mentors and I went to a lot of conferences and I learned from writers and I picked up on the writers that have the the quick kind of fast paced writing. And I did that intentionally because of how we've turned into um, it's not Twitter, it's X now. Right. But short messages here and there and short emails and everything is short. And then like swiping through uh, TikTok or Instagram and touch pans are short. And so, I right from the start wanted my writing to be a, a quick read so that it would you know appeal to the most people and, and entertain them the best. P.O. Payne is the award-winning author of The Excursion as well as other thrillers. And uh, you can find them online at topayne.com. The books are available, of course, at bookstores everywhere, barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com. In this new book, your lead character, Charlie Highsmith, is uh a female Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-Y, Charlie Highsmith. Is it tough as a middle-aged guy to write uh, a young female character? And and how do you go about getting inside that person's head and making that realistic? Mm. I, again, I, I cheat. I use my other child. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> my, my other uh, child, my daughter, who's um, she's in her early twenties now as well. And I consult with her a lot. <laughs> um, and then of course I, I have beta readers, but, um, I tend to not go 
you know, thriller novels and and being uh, heroines versus heroes, um, I don't have to deal with a lot of gender specific things necessarily. Um, fortunately, if I, was, if I was writing romance and a lead um, character female, that would scare me a little bit, I think. <laughs> Might be out of your league a little bit, but a little bit. I wouldn't quite get all those emotions. So you bring up an interesting point, though, and that is that in most books, uh, well, most you know, most entertainment, you have to have characters that people care about, and even in a fast-paced thriller, um, the characters can't be, uh, I would assume, very one-dimensional. I mean, people have to find touch points there and they have to, you know, empathize or sympathize with, with a character or at the very least, you know, see, see someone they know or see a part of themselves in there. So how do you balance that out? And is that a conscious thing that you do when you're writing these books to make sure that, uh, that, that people cannot really identify with, with your characters? Because characters um, are super important, right? Even in a thriller. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, they are the most important. They create the plot, which in my mind kind of makes the plot secondary. Um, I I imagine the character and I imagine them in a few situations to begin with. And then I, I really kind of start writing and I just try to make them as real a person um, with flaws and with great skills as real a person as I can. And I and I do have the thoughts of, you know, in when they interact with other characters. I'm always asking myself the question, would they really, would this character act that way? Would they say that um, to them? Uh, for for example, you know, there, there's some realism in the excursion with Charlie and her brother who's autistic. She loves him and she's taking care of him um, a lot of his life, but there was a time when she didn't. So she feels a lot of remorse and regret during that time. And that's outside the book that happened, you know, way years before, but it influences how she treats him now. Yet they have these moments where he, he just frustrates her completely. And, it, and it's clearly not intentional and she clearly loves him, but the reality is, you know, people get frustrated with people no matter what the reason. So yeah, I just, I just really focused on trying to make them as real as, as possible. And having a son who's autistic would help to to paint that picture for folks that that may not be familiar with the challenges that your lead character Charlie uh, deals with. Um, what kind of support did you get for your own family situation with with having an autistic son? Um, they one hundred percent support. They they loved it, um, and. My, my son was super, super like happy and, and pleased. Um, one of the, you know, the, I think with any um, type of group of people, you know, they, they want understanding in the world. And, you know, the more communication, the more knowledge and the more, you know, realistic discussions people have about different issues, the better. Um, and my son saw this book is, you know, a good representation of uh, autism, even though it is masked in this killer thriller type of thing. Um, the, the character was good. And I was nervous about releasing it because I, I, you know, I never want to hurt anyone with anything that was written, whether it's true or not, but I've gotten a lot of uh, positive feedback from other people, from readers who have um, autistic people in their families um, you know, commending the book for, for being, you know, accurate. Do you see this book or any of your other books as a, a possible movie or limited series in, in your mind's eye? I 
I would love for any of them to be a movie. Um, and and they are written in a way where I think the adaptation would be, it just would naturally be um, easy to, to write a script from. Um, because of the, the quick, fast writing, the heavy amount of dialogue, um, and uh, and the, the short chapters, they just kind of play like like a lot of movies. Um, I, I think I'm influenced also, I, I run and exercise a lot on a treadmill, and I watch like three or four thriller movies every week while I'm running. Um, and so I, I, I think that that gets into my brain and kind of comes out in my writing as well. You live in that world, I understand. T.O. Payne is the award-winning author of The Excursion, uh, amongst other thrillers. And you can find out more about all of them on his website, topain.com. And there is a through line, The Abduction, The Excursion, The Resentment, The Teaching. And the new one in March is called? The Delusion. The Delusion. T.O. Payne, thanks for being on the program today. Best of luck with the new book, and congratulations on picking up the award for the excursion. Great, yeah. Thank you so much, Brooke. Really appreciate it. That's T.O. Payne, the award-winning author of The Excursion, and thank you for listening to our Big Time Talker podcast, available every Tuesday. Be sure to download and subscribe new episodes from our studio here in Washington, D.C. Thank you so much for listening. Now go out and make it a great day. Bye, everybody.